listening to the Piercing Wizard podcast and I'm your host Ryan Willette. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience. I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Well hello. Uh, We made it to the end of 2020. The worst year I have ever lived in, ever in my life. Um, I had all kinds of high hopes for 2020. I'm, I'm sure you did too. Uh, lots of people had business plans and vacation plans and stuff they wanted to do for their careers, shadowing and conferences and all this stuff and didn't get to happen. A very challenging year for a lot of us, but let's not forget some of the good stuff that happened over the course of the year. So I'm going to do a little bit of a recap of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly from 2020. Uh, it kicked off in January, and I, that's when I was still able to travel and, and do seminars, and uh, I had an invitation to, to do a class at Wholehearted Piercing out in Phoenix, Arizona, Kevin Jump's new studio, and uh, it was a fantastic experience. I, I didn't really have a lot of conversations with Kevin at the APP conferences. Uh, I certainly knew who he was, knew his name, knew his face, but you know, we, we didn't, we hadn't really sat down and had a beer, had a meal, anything like that. So it was really cool to uh, connect with him uh, and just have some nice conversations. We recorded a podcast episode that I thought was really nice. And um, I got to say, if you're any fan of scarification, if you respect the medium, check out Kevin's scarification work. It's really just killer. I'd say he's one of the top scarification artists working right now. Uh, February, moving right along, I got to do uh, another seminar out of Blue Star out in Concord, California. So thanks, Darren, for the uh, the invitation to come back for that. While I was out on that trip, I got to uh, visit Anatometals facility and, and see how the, all that jewelry is made. I uh, recorded with, uh, with Barry uh, right out at Anatometals. So that's another great episode to listen to. That was really the last big episode I, I got to do before the um, the closure and when things just got all kinds of messy for everybody. March, I was still traveling, uh, at least early in the month. I got to go to a, a big wrestling uh, tournament in Germany uh, for WXW, and uh, it was really fun. It's called the 16 Karat Gold Tournament. I got to go with my friend Matt from, from over here at home, but also got to link up with Alex Wilkins, really nice piercer from uh, the, the south of the UK. Um, and on that trip, I got to do uh, a seminar in Dusseldorf at uh, Jane Absinthe's uh, piercing studio. So thank you, Jane, for the, the invitation there. And, and that was that was officially when COVID landed in reality for me. Previous to that, I had I'd seen some articles on CNN. Oh, there's a, a virus here in China and it's uh, spreading and all that. But when you read that stuff in the news, it's like it, it's never really affecting you because it's on the other side of the world or something. When we would read articles about Ebola, it'd certainly be scary, but you didn't think that it was like something that's going to walk into your store or, or come into your house. Um, but 
when I was out in Germany, uh, I was teaching the class. And then when we were on a break, I remember people were just hanging out outside. And that's when everybody was really starting to get the news articles. Um, I forget what city it was, but there was a, a city very close to Dusseldorf that had gotten shut down or was getting shut down while I was there. And people were talking about closing airports and doing all this. And I was like, well, shit, I gotta fly home tomorrow. So that was when uh, COVID really landed in my life. I got home and I had to read all the the news that I could and, and try to think. And I recorded a podcast kind of like uh, this is what's coming for COVID. And it just going back and listening to it, it's like none of us had any idea what we were in store for. None of us were ready. None of us had any idea. Uh, I remember uh, privately kind of criticizing the APP because they were the, the first people that were like, you should just shut down. You should just shut down. There's no way to... to to handle this information right now. So at least until you get more information or until there's like local regulations, you should just shut down. And I was like, that's crazy. That's what a terrible idea. And I sent that criticism to some people involved in the APP and really pissed them off justifiably. Um, because I, I just, I was thinking at it from that same emotional place that a lot of people think about it is like, well, I can't stop working. I'm fine. I'm healthy. My staff is healthy. My clients are healthy. I need to make money. I want to make money. And I think that's where a lot of the mess came in for, for the, the course of the year. But I still want to applaud the APP for their leadership, uh, the, uh, the current board, and uh, at the time, the outgoing board. I just want to say thank you for uh, really putting in a lot of work and throwing together. You might not have noticed it because now, uh, looking back at it, you'd think like, oh yeah, you know, it's really easy to, to make COVID suggestions and policies and regulations. But like... They did it when it wasn't on anybody's real, like, in-your-face radar. Local health departments hadn't started getting onto it yet. Uh, there, there wasn't really a lot of guidance from the CDC. But the APP was there saying, you should do this for your safety. You should consider this. You should consider that. Uh, so, again, thanks to the APP for that, uh, that leadership. Uh, March 17th was when it ended for me, basically. That's, that's the day that uh, I decided to close down my studio. I got home uh, from that Germany trip, and within a few days... The news was like so doom and gloom that I was like, I, I, I can't even process all this. We should just be closed because I can't risk the health of my staff and, and of my clients. So I uh, had a conversation with one of the tattooers and I was like, before, before we made the decision to close, it was like, well, we should all start wearing face masks because the piercers wear them, but the tattooers didn't wear face masks. Before this happened, like no tattooers were really wearing face masks with maybe the exception of a very small, very small handful. Um, and the tattooer was like, no, nah, I'm not going to wear a face mask. I can't wear a face mask for, for a whole day. And it's like, well, then, you, you know, we, we have to be closed. If, if we can't do these things that I think are minimum safety requirements going forward with something like this, we have to close. So we, we decided to, uh, close voluntarily, but I'm glad we did when we did, because just a week later, everything got shut down. Uh, the health department was like, no tattooing, no anything. You can buy groceries and that's it. Other than that, stay home. So it, it was, uh... It was weird to make that decision. Some shops didn't want to make that decision to close. Um, some shops really should have made the decision to close maybe a little bit earlier or maybe got forced to. The decision was kind of taken away from them, but uh, we, we all made it work. It's an impossibly difficult situation for some people to say like, well, I'm going to completely uh, give up my chance to earn a living or for my staff to earn a living, support their families, all that stuff, because there, there wasn't any sort of... Uh, government benefit available uh, right away anyway. 
having to put myself on, on unemployment for benefits was something uh, I was not accustomed to. You know, being self-employed, you usually don't even have access to that kind of thing, but everything changed with COVID. So I, I went on unemployment. My entire staff had to file for benefits. Uh, there were other benefits available for the, the business itself and for helping out with rent and payroll, things like that. So um, it wasn't as bad as it could have been because I've, I've seen how bad it got in some other areas where there, there wasn't government support. So I'm, I'm fortunate that New Hampshire and at least part of the U.S. government was trying to, trying to help out people like me. Um, but not everybody got the help they needed. Not everybody got the help that they deserved. Uh, in, in different countries around the world, uh, the, the, the response was a lot more of a mess. So I certainly feel for you. If you were uh, in that uh, self-employed category or whatever classification made it difficult for you to get benefits, I, I definitely feel for you. We all had to kind of settle in to new life, new normal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for me, I, I, I had to stay engaged with classes and stuff like I was I was like really amped up I had a lot of plans for 2020 live classes all over the place I wanted to do tours of foreign countries all, all kinds of stuff and I couldn't do any of it so I put my energy into uh, online classes and I started doing a, a bunch and you know I, I talk about my patreon class all the time that's really where it kind of came out from you know I was doing all these different classes recording them and, and trying to put them online on demand for people somewhere so if you haven't checked it out yet, check out patreon.com slash ryanpba. I got a bunch of classes and, and more coming. But I had to cancel my, my live stuff. I was going to do a class in Manchester, uh, England with Lola. We were going to do a class on marking and something else. I don't even remember. Sales or something like that. But like we had to cancel it. We were going to do some really fun stuff, but we had to cancel it. Uh, WrestleMania got canceled which is crazy. You know, I've been watching WrestleMania since I was a little kid and that sort of got canceled. I mean, they, they did a, a WrestleMania without a crowd, but it was as good as everything else without a crowd. It was just like, yeah, they sure are existing. Um, April's when they had to make the announcement that the APP conference was canceled. I know that that was another really difficult decision because there was, there was a contract. The APP was locked into paying for conference, whether it happened or not. Luckily, they got to negotiate out of that. Uh, a lot of people made a lot of like criticisms of the APP because like it's not as easy as just pushing a button and saying no like I, I don't think anybody within the APP wanted to send people to Las Vegas during a pandemic and put them all together in a room I don't think any of them wanted to do that but they had to get out of the contract first otherwise they were going to lose out on I don't know tens of thousands of dollars or something like that so cut them, a, cut them some slack you don't know how much work goes on behind the scenes to cancel stuff like this uh, even something simple it's like difficult like if you just try to cancel a flight or your your cell phone contract or something like that. That alone is a pain in the ass, let alone like a, a giant conference in Las Vegas. So go easy on them. Uh, I think April was like bread month for a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, doing sourdough. I was doing sourdough. But what I was really doing uh, late March, a April, is I think when we found one of our representatives of 2020, the, the Tiger King, and uh, got that, that statement that a lot of us can connect to. Oh my God, I am never going to financially recover from this. Uh, so the, the year just kept going. Uh, May was when my studio reopened. So I was closed down for about two months, uh, reopening with like plexiglass at your front desk and people are wearing eye protection and face shields and all kinds of face masks and all this and 
and that. So it was a it was a new experience. Uh, I think some of us who are, are kind of progressive, forward thinking when it comes to PPE and safety and all that stuff, maybe it wasn't too difficult uh, adding some of those bells and whistles. But uh, for me, switching over to appointment only was was really the the, the main tricky part. I had uh, I had a couple of tattooers leave my shop for various reasons during during closure during quarantine. Uh, didn't feel great, you know, because a lot of them had worked for me for a long, long time, and that was a bit of a, an adjustment period. I'm not like a high turnover studio, so it was sad to uh, to have to lose a, a few tattooers. Uh, but business keeps going. Uh, June, you know, we're really kind of starting to hit our stride when it when it gets to that appointment only thing. Struggling with some logistics, no shows and stuff like that. It's a whole new world when you're dealing with appointments for the first time. All the different things that come along with it. But uh, you know, we're we're getting it worked out. Time management and the logistics of dealing with just one person, start to finish at a time. Uh, but you have to kind of manage staff burnout because going going back to work when you'd been sitting on your butt for two months just playing Call of Duty and watching The Office, uh, it's tough to get back into work with a lot of new policies, and, and I'm really proud of my staff, so I want to say thank you to uh, Evan and Rob and Remy and Sam and, and Nick, and everybody really did a, a great job as we were reopening. So um, uh, July... Things were going along. There was there was the uh, the APP online curriculum uh, again. Another great thing that the APP was doing to keep people engaged during uh, during closure. I got to do a class all about disinfectants with uh, with Lola Slider, uh, my my girlfriend. If I haven't mentioned that a couple hundred times, uh, we got to do a class on disinfectants, which is you know obviously super important, but especially during a you know a global viral pandemic. So it was good to be able to teach that class. There was a lot of other great content. Hopefully you got to see some of that stuff. Uh, I think it has uh, left the internet uh, December 31st, 2020. It's gone. So if you're hearing this in time, you got a couple days left and you want to jam in those classes, go for it. But other than that, it's going to be gone. And I'm sure the APP will have something new and coming down the pipeline in uh, 2021. So a lot of other people transitioned in different ways in uh, 2020. One of those people was Aaron Pollock the former APP secretary, and I need to say it again, uh, thanks Aaron for all your hard work. Uh, Aaron was the secretary when I was on the board of directors and uh, really kept those conversations, those meetings going in a productive way, was really good at conflict, conflict resolution and, and moving moving conversations forward and actually making progress. So uh, I think it would have been totally different with without Aaron there as secretary. And it was a really great experience for me to, to get close to him and for our friendship to really grow. So, uh, you know, I wish you all the, the best uh, uh, luck in the world, buddy. I, I know you retired from body piercing. You've left Dandyland. You left Texas. You and Joanna are on to uh, bigger, better things. So wish you all the best. And uh, we're, we're going to miss you in the industry. Uh, July is also when I really needed to take a break from the show. I stopped doing weekly episodes. Uh, the internet was pretty toxic in 2020. A lot of people felt helpless in one way or the other and a lot of their energy was directed towards the internet people trying to get into social justice and to try to move conversations forward a lot of like passionate conversations but some people were kind of going down the negative side of it really just judging and harassing and trolling people and uh, the internet just got too too gross for me. I've really had to pull back quite a bit, and I don't know that I'm, I'm really going to be able to interact with uh, online communities in the same way uh, moving forward in 2021. I, I would like to be more of a, uh, 
real-world person, so I, I really want to move forward and, and do a lot of seminars whenever I'm able to travel, but man, the internet sucked in 2020. It sucked so much that I stopped doing my show on a, on a week-to-week basis. Did all these different uh, episodes with Lola along the way, so I, I hope you enjoy those, and I, I do plan on going back to more regular episodes as, as 2021 rolls along, start to bring in some more guests and talk about more subjects. August was weird because uh, the demand was just nuts. I don't know if it was the same for you as it was for me, but it was like almost more than 2019. I I think August 2020 was a a bigger month uh, than August 2019. And it was just weird how many people wanted to just get stuff done. I think they were cooped up for so long that they needed to get something pampering something therapeutic and for a lot of people that was a body piercing body modification is very instinctual and i think people have a drive for it a need for it people really uh, get fulfilled by that kind of stuff and some people just wanted to feel fancy and feel nice this you know people wanted to get their hair done or their nails done or their their piercing or tattoo done or whatever you know but it was just weird dealing with super high volume at a time where sometimes you wanted to just like shake people by their collar and be like, don't you understand that there is a global pandemic going on right now? Like, just relax, please. But, uh, paid the bills anyway. September, uh, a lot of those cancellations hit the international communities. Well, I guess those cancellations hit all the international communities. Uh, all of the international conferences were, were shut down this year. So UK APP conference, BMXNet, but also... LBP in, in Mexico, GEP in Brazil, the Russian APP conference, the Australasian APP conference, um, all those different organizations. It, it's a momentum thing. It's a community thing, uh, building building strong uh, professionals for the future. So in, in 2021, it's, it's all going to be up to us to really push things forward. Uh, just, you gotta, you gotta push, you gotta invite people to shadow, you gotta get out there, um, have piercer meetups, just whatever, impromptu classes, we, we gotta make up for lost time, we, we can't let it slip, we have to inspire the next generation, those body piercers who are just in that shop, that they're not loving, uh, no room for growth, they're, they're trapped in their tiny little hermit crab shell, they need to grow, and they need to move on, uh, we, we need to be there for them, so... Let's, let's make sure that education really gets pushed forward in a progressive way in, in 2021. Um, October, rolling along, still high demand, higher than I would expect. September and October were great. We normally get a slump, but it, it kept going. But it's just a bummer that Halloween had to get canceled. Uh, when I was a kid, believe it or not, I really liked Halloween. Um, the spooky season was very formative for me, and I, I really hope that... Uh, Kids still had the opportunity this year to be turned into uh, antisocial mall goths uh, by the Halloween experience. So uh, if not, maybe just spend all of 2021 forcing your your small children to watch uh, horror movies and paint their nails black. Uh, November was kind of starting to slow down for me, level off. But uh, it was like a bittersweet kind of thing because November 2020 was my 20th anniversary in business. Uh, Precision Body Arts opened November 7th, 2000. And if I look back, I was like a completely different piercer. Admittedly, I did not know what I was doing to the point where I should be like owning or running a shop. It was like happenstance, fate, luck, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It happened. I 
had to kind of try to meet uh, the, the, the demands and, and try to grow as much as I could. But if I look back, I was doing a lot of stuff wrong. Bad jewelry, bad studio setup, bad sterilization, all, all this different stuff. Uh, as someone 20 years later, uh, I, I wouldn't want to look back at someone in, in that kind of a stage and, and judge them and tear them apart, break them down on the internet, make them feel foolish, make them feel worthless. Uh, I would want to inspire those people, and I hope that that's what you would want to do also. Uh, if you see somebody putting out work that you would think is substandard or not better than you or whatever potentially pretentious thing that you want to say, how about you talk to them? How about you mentor them? Uh, not in a comment thread. Send them a private message or send them an email through their studio uh, email address. And, and try to mentor them, try to talk to them, share the information that made you a better and stronger piercer. We need to inspire the next generation and not tear them down just to make ourselves feel cool or look better on, on the internet. Uh, inspire that next generation, especially after 2021. A lot of those people, uh, they're going to be stunted in their, their growth because they didn't have the opportunity to get out there when a lot of us had the opportunities to get out there and get stronger and get better. So... It's December. As I record this, I, I've gotten past Christmas. I've got sourdough bread in the oven from my dad. I'm going to go see him later today. Um, I, I don't exactly know what 2021 is going to bring. Uh, hopefully it will bring uh, vaccinations for a lot of people so we can start to get out there and, and move around again. I think we all really, really need it. I want to focus on some of the progress that I've made this year, especially with the uh, the New Hampshire Health Department. I'm um, on the Body Art Advisory Panel, and we've made some some big strides in the the early going. We we had to do a lot with COVID rules. I'm happy to say that it's a requirement in New Hampshire that you wear not only a, a face mask but also a, a face shield to protect your eyes. I, I think that's really helping to keep a lot of people safe. Uh, we're, we're making a lot of progress on getting a studio license reinstated in New Hampshire. That was phased out years ago, maybe around 2005. So there's a practitioner license, but there's no studio license, which also means there's no studio inspection. Uh, we've been working really hard on, on getting that going again, and uh, it looks like that's going to be a reality, probably starting in, in summer 2021. So really proud of that, uh, that work that we've got to, to accomplish in 2020. Um, also really proud to say that I watched the entire series of The Office at least three solid times on, uh, on Netflix. Um, I rewatched, uh, the, the West Wing, I, I think probably twice, like the whole series. I, I know Lola watched The Wire. I didn't get to that one. So that's probably going to be next on my, my rewatch list now that West Wing and The Office are gone from Netflix. Uh, I played hundreds of hours of Call of Duty. Like, man... That was, it's so dumb to think like, well, a video game can really be there for you in parts of your life, but I had uh, a, a big personal issue that came up, uh, the issue that made me have to miss the UK APP conference in, in 2019, which is just like such a shame now, especially in retrospect of there not being a 2020 conference, but... Uh, that whole time, uh, and, and then going into quarantine and lockdown and all that stuff, like... I had Call of Duty, so, so it's good. Um, I spent months 
not having to wear socks and just being able to wear sweatpants and, and Zubaz all day long. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, I am sorry to say that I ignored a lot of my friends, though, over 2020. I didn't have anything left to even say hello or, or check in on people. Kind of felt like a shitty friend uh, for, for 2020, but man... Uh, yeah, I, a lot of personal relationships have just faded and uh, faded away. Uh, and it, it's really important to re-strengthen those bonds of friendship and, and fellowship. And I'm not talking about like a quest with a magical ring or anything like that. Just like when, when your energy comes back, when you start to feel like who you were before this happened, like reach out, talk to your friends, uh, you know, make new friends, just get out there and, and be a, a human. Uh, there's really no way I can talk about 2020 without uh, really talking about somebody important to me, Lola. Um, it's weird uh, being aware of someone for years in the industry and knowing that it's like, oh yeah, the, the green one, the green hair one over there with the glasses, like they're a good piercer. And then like after years, just having like a, a personal connection and then starting a relationship uh, at the beginning of 2020, thinking uh, of like long distance relationship dating across an ocean wasn't all that scary and intimidating because like I was a serial traveler. I was out and about at least once or twice a month. I was over in the UK and I was over in, in Europe like pretty frequently. Uh, so I got to see Lola a handful of times and then the world froze and it was very difficult to um, just be on the other side of a laptop screen and not be able to comfort someone when they were having really tough days and a lot of really bad challenges. Lola's studio was only open for a handful of weeks, really, before closure happened. Uh, a few months, really, but I mean, not very long uh, into closure, reopening, being forced to close down again. Uh, just in the, in the last like two months, Lola's had two separate three week closures and that's just brutal for a, a new business, but she's really like strangled success, uh, out of 2020, uh, through all her hard work with doing a web shop and just maximizing every minute when she's in the shop. So I'm really proud of you for all you've done. Uh, you've done a lot of education. You've helped a lot of people throughout the year done classes with me, done classes on your own. Uh, also, I, I just want to remind people, uh, Lola will be doing a, a, a class on Prince Albert Fundamentals on Sunday, January 24th, 2021. That class is open for registration right now. Uh, you can go to uh, Body Art Education by Ryan Willette on Facebook, and you can see the event page on there. Uh, Lola's going to be using my, my Zoom account for that. So um, definitely take that class because it's just such a good class, especially if you're in the U.S., in North America, where a lot of your clients don't have foreskin. Uh, you're working with non-intact anatomy, uh, surgically altered anatomy, and that can uh, maybe be a little bit easier sometimes with a PA, but we need to know how to handle multiple body types, multiple anatomical variations, and Lola's class is amazingly good for that. You can learn all about the different risks and limitations and how to evaluate foreskin and jewelry and placement and all that stuff. And Lola does that great bonus class, predicting and preventing predatory behavior. 
I learned a lot from that class and, and you might too. So check those out. I'm also going to be doing like a little uh, warm-up opening class at the beginning of that day about uh, progressive considerations for nipple piercing, talking about uh, surgically altered anatomy, uh, hormone replacement therapy, altered anatomy, uh, inverted nipples, how to evaluate, how to talk to clients. It's not going to be about how to like push the needle through, but it's going to be most of the other stuff that goes along with nipple piercing. So I, I think it's going to be a pretty good class. But uh, Lola's info on, on PAs is definitely going to be the star of the day. So it's a paid class, but for a very reasonable fee, you can check all the ad that information out. You can talk to Lola on social media. You can follow her Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can get the information there. But you can also, you know, uh, Body Art Education by Ryan Willett on Facebook. You can also just go to uh, my website. You can get the, the link to the registration page right there. If you don't have a Facebook page, I know not everybody does, and you're definitely the smart ones if you don't use Facebook. But you can also go to uh, precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars, and that'll have the link for the registration right on there. So go ahead and, and sign up. Take that great class with, uh, with Lola Slider. She is an inspiration to me and hopefully to many others. Thanks a lot for everyone who supported me on Patreon during 2020. Uh, at first it was just like, a, oh yeah, you know, if you want to toss me a couple of bucks because you like my podcast, great. But then I started adding all the, the educational content. Early in the year when I was doing all those free classes on uh, anatomy and business strategies and blah, 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 I was recording them and I, I put them on Patreon for On Demand. So if you're ever interested, uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba. Uh, 15 bucks on the Archmage tier. You get access to, I, th I think it's like eight or nine seminars at this point. Um, one hour, two hour seminars. And I would like to think that they're pretty okay. But uh, you can get all of them and then cancel after a month if you want. It's totally up to you. I, I definitely appreciate all the support. Um, uh, my web shop has a bunch of merch on it, so that's another great way for you to support the podcast or just support me getting out there and teaching classes when I'm able again, and also me just paying my bills. Uh, precisionbodyarts.com slash shop. I've got uh, the new Statum Cult zip hoodie. There's not many of those left. There's just a handful of those left, and then they're going to be gone for the season. I just got in some Gentian Violence uh, knit hats that are pretty cool. Um, I got the metal piercing wizard shirt and I've got enamel pins and whatever else. So, you know, check that out if you want. Uh, I appreciate the, the support. Uh, even if you don't get it, I still appreciate your support. Uh, there's a couple of people this year. There, there are lots of people who worked so hard this year and deserve so much credit for the, the growth that they've made. I, it's impossible for me to name everyone, and I apologize if, if there's anyone that I uh, forgot. But I just want to like point out a, a couple of things because some people had some great stories in, in, in 2020. Uh, Dusk, big congratulations to, to Stray for all that hard work and in, in growing that that brand. Uh, growing what you what you produce and, and what you get out there in the world. I've heard uh, nothing but good things about Dusk Body Jewelry, so if you're interested in uh, gold body jewelry, definitely check them out. Uh, Brandon Downs, uh, it, you are one of the, the few bright spots in social media this year because I got to just watch you grow with all your different uh, craft work making like plague doctor masks and it's like what perfect timing for somebody to get into making leather plague doctor masks than than 2020 so really cool to see uh, all the the work that you've been crafting and everything that you're getting into uh shwayze uh piercer out in california onto uh 
bigger and better things, uh, working in a, a new studio and just great to see your growth. I've uh, really watched you grow on social media over the last couple of years and I'm uh, really happy to see uh, your hard work paying off. And uh, same thing, I got to say it for Ten and, and Black Jade down in Florida. Uh, Ten just opened his own business and it really puts nothing but smiles on my face. So congratulations, Ten, on, on all your hard work and all your growth. Uh, super double congratulations to uh, Becky and Pablo for opening up Lemonade in, in 2020. Uh, I, I know California has really just been kicked in the nuts over and over again during this whole uh, closure. They were closed for months and months and months, and then they were allowed to reopen. Now they're closed again for who knows how long. So uh, I, I really respect all those businesses out there keeping yourselves going and uh, making sure that that the, the piercing world, piercing life still goes on. So uh, I have a lot of hopes for 2021. I really want to get out there and, and do classes, do seminars, share education, share social networking, and just getting body piercers together and just seeing all those all those all those people caring about body piercing and just getting along with each other really puts a, a giant smile on my face. So I'm really looking forward to to 2021. Really looking forward to being able to travel, uh, going to see Lola getting to do classes and maybe actually just take like a vacation that's not just in my house so uh be kind to each other thank the the people that are important in your life the the people that keep you going your co-workers your family your friends like make sure that they know how much you care about them tomorrows are never guaranteed uh, a, a lot of people were lost in in 2020 um, people lost loved ones and uh, a lot of hardship, a lot of heartache. And I, I'm hoping for a, a 2021 uh, that that really gives people something to smile about. Uh, I need something to smile about for sure. So thank you for making it through this year with me. Uh, thanks for your continued support. Thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully I can give you something good to listen to in, in 2021. Reach out to me, talk to me. You can go to piercingwizardpodcast.com and there's a, a form you can submit ideas there or email me, ryanpba at gmail.com. Talk to me on social media, ryanpba. Talk to me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Let me know what you want me talking about, who you want me talking to, or if you want to talk to me. Um, man, what a horrible year. <laughs> anyway, Happy New Year. And I'm not saying, like, I wish you a Happy New Year. I'm demanding that you have a Happy New Year. Uh, and I'd like to have one, too. So, goodbye, 2020. Uh, you will not be missed.